This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. When younger? <laughs> okay. Uh, we talked about a couple that went to the counselor, one counselor. And uh, the counselor looks at them and says, what is the trouble? And the man says, every time my wife becomes very historical. He said, what do you mean historical? You mean hysterical? He said, no, historical. She starts talking about the past, what I did in the past, and what I did in the past. So that's what our topic today is. Um, we're on chapter 28, and we're on page 79. And the question we have is, what is your time zone? What does that mean? What time zone are you living in? Are you living in the past, the present, or the future? Are you living? That's a, that's a very big question we have to ask ourselves. Oh, me. And each day, Hashem gives us 86,400 seconds. That's how many seconds there are in a day. 86,400 seconds. And after you delete the amount you sleep, that's already half. Well, not quite. You have quite a lot of seconds every day. So invest your seconds wisely. And that's really one of the big questions Hashem would ask us is, what did you do with your time? And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu says, Tefillah Moshe. Limnot yamenu ken hoda. Please teach us how to count our days. What do you mean count your days? What do you mean count your days? And it says, make the days count. Make your days count. Not count your days, but make your days count. Make your time count. A person could use their time wisely. So time probably is the most precious gift we have. We don't really realize. We don't really appreciate it. People try and kill their time and, you know, waste their time. But we have the most precious commodity we have is time. We don't really appreciate it. We have to appreciate it more. And therefore, we have to learn how to invest our time wisely. How do we invest our time wisely? And the answer is, use them for appreciation. You have nothing to do. Just think about what you have and appreciate it. Thank Hashem. How much? Let's think about how many, how, many, how many seconds a day do we spend thanking God, apart from the, ble- the blessings. And sometimes we say the blessings without even thinking, which is very bad. We have to think as well as, as say the words. We have to think. Ideally, we have to think as well. We know that any prayer without any kavanah, we're going to talk about tomorrow night, kavanah, uh, meditation, thoughts, without the thoughts is like a, a body without a soul. A prayer without a thought is like a body without a soul. So we pray, but how many people put their thoughts in their prayers? So at least we can do is put a thought somewhere else. You know, the famous joke, it says, the guy went to the rabbi, he says, Rabbi, he says, what can I do? He says, when I'm praying, I think about my business. So the rabbi says, when you're doing your business, think about God. <laughs> so this way we can make up a little bit. It's a counterbalance. We can make up for it. So it's important to invest one second wisely. Use them to appreciate. Think about what you have. Think about everything Hashem gave us. And you can think of the negatives, but think of the positives. Look how many positives we have. We're walking around. We can walk. We can talk. We can see. We can hear. It's amazing. We can thank God for everything. So use it for appreciation. Use it for gratitude. Use it for joy. How's the time to increase our joy? So now's the time to increase. It doesn't say have joy. It says increase your joy, which implies that you have to have joy before that. It's impossible to, to have a connection with God without joy. The connection with God is based on joy. It's interesting. A person who's depressed loses their connection to God. <coughs> when we see this, we see this with the prophets. Yaakov Avinu, 20, 21 years his, his son Yosef was missing. He never knew why, but he's a prophet. What happened to him? And the answer is he was depressed and he lost his prophecy. And the irony is if he had his prophecy, if he wasn't depressed, he would know that his son is alive. <laughs> it's ironic. A person loses their, their prophecy. A person loses everything. by They lose the connection to God by losing their happiness. And the spiritual state is relative to a person's joy. Person has more joy the more spiritual they are. 
The person less joy, less spiritual they are. It's very, very, a very important technique. The person wants to be spiritual, will have a connection with Hashem. If you're not happy, there's no connection. And the truth is, if you have a connection with Hashem, you're happy. Because Hashem is the source of everything. The person has a connection to the source, is happy. So it's important to, get, to build, build that connection. But a connection is a two-way street. To build a connection, you need happiness. Where does it start? It's a, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. The person needs the, the happiness to build a connection. Build a connection, make the happiness. So it's, it's, a connect, it's, a, it's a cycle. We have to build that cycle. So how does a person start? And the answer is, first, a person's got to be happy, and then the cycle will start. So a person's got to start off with a happiness, a little trigger of happiness to start that cycle. A person can pray for happiness. We should pray every day for happiness. But it's not in the tefillah. It's not part of the daily tefillah. Interesting. We have to add it. Hashem, give us this key to happiness. Give us the key to, to, to be happy in, in life. The truth is Hashem gave us many keys to be happy. <laughs> Trouble is we don't have enough time to focus on it. We don't focus on the happiness. Unfortunately, it's tragic. So we have to, that's, that's our mission. Our mission is to focus on the things Hashem gave us and try and find happiness through the things He gave us. So the first thing he gave us is 86,400 seconds a day. Hashem gave us 86,400 seconds a day. Hard to think about 86,400 seconds a day. That's a trivial question. How many millions of seconds a month? It's amazing. We're millionaires. If you count the seconds. Every one of us is millionaires. We have to count. We have to think we're millionaires. Each one of us is a millionaire. So uh, invest your seconds wisely. Use them for appreciation, for gratitude, for joy, for accomplishing, for growing. Developing your character. This will enable you to live a good life yourself and you will enhance the life of others. If you go around happy, you're going to enhance the life of other people around you. People say, hey, I feel uplifted. I was around so-and-so today. I went to see so-and-so today and he made me happy and I'm happy now because the, the happiness rubs off on people. Just like happiness rubs off on people, sadness rubs off on people. So it's very important to... On the other hand, a person should be too happy. There's uh, interesting stories in the Talmud of rabbis who were rejoicing in, in parties and festivals, and they were so happy, and then Rabbi Akiva came and he broke a, an expensive vase. He said, what? Akiva, you're crazy? What do you do? What do you do that for? He said, I want to bring you back to reality. You're losing sight of reality. The reality of the situation is, you've got to be happy, but not that happy. That's <laughs> what <laughs> so happy about. <laughs> so we have to stay focused on the ground, but we have to be in a happy state of mind. Not to go crazy. Why shouldn't we be happy? And the answer is, Now then we will fill our mouths with joy when the temple is rebuilt. And that's what we do. At the wedding, we smash the... Exactly, that's really what it's based on. I think that's, that's the source. <coughs> Rabbi Kiva smashed the, the vase. So we smash something at the wedding to remember the destruction of the temple. Only when the temple is rebuilt, then our mouths will be full of joy. Right now, our mouths are not full of joy. So it's important to remember that. So don't be too, too happy. At the wedding, most of the time, when the glass is uh, broken. Right. You say mazel Right. Instead of thinking about al-naharot bavel. We do. That's what we do. That's what we say. Right, that's you should, but... Uh, but even that became a song one, today. Right. And I saw <laughs> one, one wedding where they did that. Uh, they said it was the minhag of Avad Yosef to uh, sing that song and to think about that. Which uh, one? Imesh Kachet Yeah. Uh, but that's a pasuk. Everyone says that pasuk. But uh, most weddings, uh, as she said, they say Mazal Tov and start singing in Jewish Yes, yes, right. Joining. You're right. Straight after that, everyone sings Mazal Tov. Right. Uh, but you're right. But in Israel, if you go to Israel, if you go to Yushalayim, the Ashkenazi custom is to limit the band to two pieces. 
It's right, that was the wedding that I saw that was like that was took place in right. Jerusalem, and they said it was Avadi Yosef Zichronol of Rachaz. The Sephardim are much more lenient, but the Ashkenazi would uh, limit it to two pieces. Of, it's very, it's very sad. Plus, in the Minhag of Israel, they put actually um, they put some some uh, ashes. soot ashes mm. on the head of the Hatan, mm. where his filling goes. It's uh, Ashkenazi custom. Ashkenazi. Yeah, custom? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny we don't do it. Baruch Hashem. Yeah, they do in Israel. In Israel, little drop, little pot, little bit. I don't know about Indians. Don't ask me about Indians. Okay, let's not go into that. Okay, that's something else. Okay. Oh yeah, red So invest your seconds wisely, even if your past seconds were not spent the way you would have wished. And this is very important: not to be caught up in regret. And some a lot of people are caught up in regret. I, you know, I regret not doing this. I regret not doing this. I regret not doing this. I regret. Not doing this. How are they going to live their life? So the regret is past. Move on. The guilt trip is to think about the guilt and move forward on the guilt, based on the guilt, to push oneself forward and grow. Not to just harbor the, the feelings and just keep on rehashing and rehashing. There's a day for rehashing. That's Yom Kippur. <laughs> that's a day for guilt. That's a day for thinking about the past and the past and the past. And we do that every night as well before we go to sleep. Those are things about what they did during the day. But there's a time for that, but not to live in the past. Because then what about your present? What about your future? So we've got to build on the past. That's the thing. Person says, you know what, my past was bad, but I'm going to build on it. I'm going to, I'm going to improve my past. <clears throat> and that's what Hashem wants us. Hashem wants to see the improvement. And just like a kid goes to school, he does it badly, and then improves, improves. We want to see the improvement. So if your past seconds were not spent the way you would have wished, you can make positive choices this very second. Don't allow the past to cause you a loss of your present and future seconds. That's the thing. Don't let the past cause you to lose your present. The person focusing on the past, past, past. But what about now? So you're wasting all those seconds now thinking about the past. And what about the future? You're going to cause loss of the future as well. So it multiplies. Interesting. A person on the, thinking about the past can lose the present and lose the future because they're always harboring about the past, the past. Now, we're also very lucky. Why? Because with Teshuvah, a person can change their past into good. Wow, oh, that's amazing. Imagine. A person can take all the bad things they did in the past. That's why Baal Teshuvah is greater than Tzadik Gabur. How come? They can change all their bad deeds into mitzvot. And they can change into best mitzvot. Why? Because their bad deeds were done with gusto. When people do mitzvot, they don't do mitzvot with gusto. They come to shul, bam, bam. And a lot of people don't come to shul with gusto. When you've got to come with gusto, you've got to do a mitzvah with gusto. You've got to do a mitzvah with pleasure. You've got to do a mitzvah with looking forward to it. How many people line up outside? You know, when the Mashiach comes, there's going to be a line outside. It nearly was this morning, by the way. It's very nice. Uh, there was a line outside. There'll be a line outside waiting to come in. All the synagogues we pack, all the bedmen. You go to Israel, the Bate Midrash are packed. There's no, there's hardly a place to stay. You know, uh, when I was a kid, I went to Miri Yeshiva. Miri Yeshiva in those days only had one building. And that building was clogged. You couldn't even sit. There's no place to sit. You had to wait. People sitting on the steps, people sitting on the. There's no, it's packed. You don't see people laying to It was packed. It was like a. Apparently, you have to wait like two, three years to get a, a seat in the bed midrash. See, you know, and then eventually, uh, forget about sleeping in the buildings. No, the, the dorms are packed. There's no room. You have to rent an apartment. And that was in those days. Now they have six or seven buildings. I can't keep track. Um, and they're all packed. Wow, think about it. Think, just think about it. I mean, there's no, there's no room. People learning Torah. There's just no room to get. You have to get in. You have to be able to get in. So now's the time to do misfort because when Mashiach comes, there'll be a lineup. <laughs> non-Jews, not Jews, 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 non-Jews. And uh, the Beit HaMikdash will be full of non-Jews. The whole world will be coming. The whole world will come and say, hey, what do we do? How can we become Jewish? How do we, how do we get closer to God? How do we do it? And the answer is going to be too late. It's going to be too late. Why is it going to be too late? Because everyone's going to want it. 
Everyone's going to want it. Now's the time to make the money. Now's the time to make the reward. Why? Because no one's doing it. Now's the time. But you can't always be happy. You can't always be happy until you try. That's what the test is. The test is to try. If you want to be happy, try. How does a person become happy? So we are giving techniques of trying to be happy. Don't wallow in the past. Make the past good. How do you make the past good? A person says, listen, Hashem, I want to serve you. I'm happy serving you. I want to be the best. And the past, I regret. I regret my past. Please make it into mitzvot. Make my past into good things. I'm doing teshuva. And it's teshuva out of love, not teshuva out of fear. And therefore, you can make my past into good things. And that's what Hashem will do. He'll make our past deeds into mitzvot. Amazing. So we can make our past into best things. But don't labor on it. Don't waste the wallow in it and just waste the, the present. And then waste the future. So a person can make positive choices this very second. A person can never know what the future seconds of your life will be like. But as your brain masters the ability to make the most of the present seconds, then you'll be calm about the future. We don't know what the future has. We have no idea. No one knows what the future has. And when the future will become the present, the brain will make the best use of those seconds. So we have to l- learn to make the best use of the seconds we have now. So every second that passes by, a person says, you know what? Counting my blessings. I'm counting my blessings. I'm counting the things Hashem gave me, or the good things. Listen, thank God, we're living in a time of peace. Relatively. Relatively. I mean, in our little little uh, bubble over here. Living in a time. We're lucky. We're very lucky. We're very, very lucky. Jews never had peace. Jews never had rest in those days. We have to be very lucky. Pardon? Seems like there's certain days... 100%. I agree with you. I mean, there's tests. We all have tests in life. There are days when it just comes naturally to be happy. Yes. And there are other days that, uh, no matter how much I try to, to diffuse it and to right, 100%. change... You're right, 100%. Change That's human beings. And the other, That's human beings. On the other hand, I just As you told us one day, uh, it just doesn't work. Yes. So we have to try and find the techniques and have the emunah that things will get better. Gamzu tova, Koma David Rahman whatever God does will be for the best. On the other hand, I tell people who can't quite get out of it right away, you have 10 minutes a day to sit on the pity pot and feel sorry for yourself. Okay. 10 minutes only. Use it or lose it. Beautiful. At least limit it. 10 mm-hmm. minutes. Beautiful. Great idea. Limit it. Says, so uh, you know what? I'm feeling down. Okay, I'll feel down for five minutes. <laughs> That's it. I don't have time. Listen, we're American. We're living in North America. We're living in Northeast. We're in the worst pair. We have no time for anything. We don't have time to... You know, a famous story. It says... Uh, the rabbi and his wife. So the rabbi's wife is always worried about the future, what you're going to do, how they're going to get their kids married, no money, and da-da-da-da-da. She looks at her husband, he's always happy. He says, what's going on with you? Why don't you worry? He said, listen, he says, don't you know I think and talk very fast? He said, yeah. He said, well, the worrying you do in a whole day it takes me five minutes. <laughs> and mine works very fast. So I'm worrying five minutes. So we're all pressured. Listen, we have no time to do. So person should tell the Yetzirah, I have no time to worry right now. I'm busy right now. I'm busy. Let me be. I have no time. You have no time. There's no time to worry. No time to be sad. Life is too short to be sad. Life is too short. So a person feels overwhelmed. What do you do? Think about the second right now. Live each day at a time. That's what most people do. Live a day at a time. People troubles. You ask them how they manage. You ask them just break it into small chunks. I can't take the whole thing. Small chunks. Now I'll get over this one. I'll get over the next one. I'll get over this hurdle and this hurdle and this hurdle. Deal with two seconds at once. I think also if you if you think that. The expression "kenzain erger." I don't know if you understand Yiddish. Means it could be worse. Yeah. You know when things yeah. don't look so good. Listen, up. if you're not happy, just go to the hospital and see. You. Go around the hospital and see what's going on over there. Yeah. You'll say, "Boy, Baruch Hashem, thank God a million times. Thank God." It's uh, listen. You, there's some places you don't want to be. I had to go and visit jails. Boy, just feeling that door clank behind you. 
even if you're not just going in for a visit someone, it's like a, it's a scary thought. Yeah. It's a scary thought, just hearing that. So come on, thank God we're free. We can walk around, we can just walk anytime. You can just walk out anytime you want. You can walk out of me. <laughs> it's amazing, we're free. We're free. Again, sometimes even that backfires for me. There are days when, yeah, I can do that and uh, count my blessings 20 times. Hashem. There are other times when I can see people who are much worse off than me. And instead of the... You feel sad for them. Count my blessings and make me happy. It makes me feel guilty that... uh, Okay. You have it so good. That gives you daily homework. uh, Well, that's the test. Rachel, that's the test. That's the homework. That's the daily homework. On one side of the paper, you write your blessings. On the other side of the paper, you write the opposite. And then you strive to get them together. Here's the master. Yeah. Here's the master. She's teaching us. and It's fantastic. How can you be happy? You have to be happy. You have to learn how to be happy. So whatever you can find, whatever technique you can find, whatever thing you can do to make yourself happy, reframe. We talked about reframing that was last week. You can reframe in things in a way that enable you to enjoy more and suffer less. So we, and choose in our brain, we can choose the, the choices that are there in front of us. Should I make myself miserable or should I make myself happy? It's a free choice. We have to choose the path of joy, path of light, not the path of darkness and, and uh, depression. We have to choose it as much as we can. When your brain allows itself to be totally in the present moment, it is a fascinating experience. You read a little slower. Yes. When you read, you read Yes, I know, I know, I know. I was thinking. <laughs> so I worry fast as well. Okay. <laughs> so, so we have to try and live in the present. And when we concentrate on what you have and what you don't have. And when we live in the present, we'll enjoy life much more. So a person who is, say, having a good meal, he's thinking about tomorrow. Don't think about his meal. Like Shabbat, a person can spend Shabbat thinking we're not allowed to. Think about it. It's, it's very hard to control the thoughts. The truth is, there's no halakha that says you're not allowed to think on Shabbat. You can think as much as you want. You can think, I'm going to do this tomorrow, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Just as long as you don't say it. Right. You're not allowed to say, I'm, I'm going to do something which I'm not allowed to do on Shabbat. But I can think as whatever I want. But the highest level is not to think it. Why? Because then you're not going to savor Shabbat. You're going to miss Shabbat. Mm-hmm. So a person's in Shabbat, but he's thinking about tomorrow. So his mind is not in Shabbat. Think about it. Right? So a person now is uh, having, say, a beautiful concert, but his mind is focused on the daily grind of tomorrow. What am I going to do tomorrow? So he's not enjoying the... So the pr- not living in the present stops us from enjoying the present. Even when the present is enjoyable. Okay, if you're sitting in the dentist's chair, don't think about the present. <laughs> That's the advantage of having the imagination. You know, the imagination is great because you can live, you can be anywhere around the world at the same second. It's amazing. The imagination gives us the power to be anywhere, anytime. And that's why Hashem gave us the ability taking a video in your mind. So a person says, you know what, today I had a very rough day. So I'm living in my mind in my son's wedding 20 years ago. Think about dancing and sitting on the hook, but there's no feeling like that. There's no better feeling for a parent than seeing your child get married. Ah, so you can live that feeling over and over again. So we can choose. We make the choice to live in the present, the past, or even the future. Most people are living in the future, but they're worrying about the future. They're not living in the future. That's not life. That's not life. So how do we... So by living in the present, we can savor the present, feel the present, feel the, the, the feeling of being alive. Most people don't even know that they're alive. They don't feel being alive. Feel being alive, feel being vital, feel being, you know, I can do it, I, I'm, I'm alive, God gave me this gift of being alive, being able to move, being able to, to work, being able to cope. 
So we can choose words and actions to enhance our lives. So if the words come out positive, then it enhances a person's life. Negative words detract from a person's life. And we make those choices. We can choose to say good things about people, or we can choose to say bad things about people. Sometimes it's better not to talk about people at all, because the people we talk to are going to say bad things about it. And so it hurts me. I want to say something complimentary about someone, and then someone else will pipe up something bad about them. I don't want to say something bad about them. I want to say something good about them. So don't talk about them, because people are going to be negative. So, so it's very important. That's what a good eye is. The difference between a bad eye and a good eye. What's a bad eye and a good eye? The good eye is a person can only see good things. A good eye, a person can only see good things about people. What a nice person. What is it? And the guy says, what are you talking about? That's not the same person I know. <laughs> so it's a bad eye and a good eye. The good eye is the eye of generosity. The eye of judging people well. That's a very important, that's a very important perspective in life. And that gives a person joy. A person who is a positive person will be living a positive life. So we have to try and make ourselves positive people. How do I make myself a positive person? So I can think bad or I can think good. Try and think the good. I can say good or I can say bad. Try and say good. I can do good or I can do bad. Try and do good. We all try and do good. But the perspectives may be bad. Right? Even when giving staka, it's very hard to be happy. It's very hard to say, you know, I want to give. I'm giving because I want to, I really want to, I do Hashem. Okay, most people give because they're doing Hashem's mitzvah because that's a very, that's a very that already is a very high level. I'm giving because Hashem says to give. Would I give if Hashem would not, would not say to give? I don't think so. It's my heart and money. Why would I want to give it away? It's very hard to give it away. Unless you see someone and your heart is broken, then you'll give. But if you're not, you don't see that. You get letters in the mail. You're not gonna see, you don't see the person in front of you. So, but a person gives a joy. Now a person does a mitzvah and says, you know what, I'm going to do this mitzvah anyway. Let me do it now with joy. That's a high level mitzvah. That's a much, much greater mitzvah. That's a tremendous mitzvah. That's a tremendous mitzvah. So, in the present, you can choose words and, and actions that will enhance your life. In the present, you can focus on joyous thoughts. In the present, you can reframe things in ways that enable you to enjoy more or suffer less and suffer less. <coughs> so, every second that we choose wise words, every, every second that we choose wise actions, every, every second we choose wise thoughts, we get expertise in this. Year. So, the more we do it, the more we practice we get, right? with me? The more practice we get, <laughs> the more practice we get, the better we'll be at it. The more practice we get of saying things, good things, of, of uh, thinking in our mind good thoughts, of doing good things, we get practice. That, that's what Rambam says. You do something three times, you become a habit. It becomes a habit without even thinking. So a person says, you know what, I have, a, I have a choice. I can judge that person badly or favorably. I can judge them favorably. Why do I have to judge them badly if I don't need to deal with them? If you have nothing to do with someone, so why do you have to think bad thoughts about them? Don't think bad thoughts about them. Don't even think about them at all. Why do you need to think about someone and have bad thoughts about them? So it's important to be positive. Be positive and focus on the present. And your relationships with other people also. It's very hard today because we are surrounded by distractions. To even focus on one's children. Right? My daughter comes to me, Daddy. Yes, dear. Look at me, Daddy. Uh, she's smart. She's smart. When, you, when Daddy looks at you, then you know you have his attention. Daddy's not looking at you. You have attention. He's half there and half not there. It's hard to be there today, completely. It's hard to be there. You see it today. Uh, giving classes. People, their minds are all over the place. People's minds go all over the place. It's very, very hard to focus today. Someone's telling me, my son was telling me, in colleges today, they're taking drugs to stay focused. Drugs for ADD. 
It's a big black market. Yeah. The big, very big black market. He says he saw it work. People are taking drugs to just stay focused. <coughs> and uh, in colleges today, it's very competitive and people take drugs. So either they're taking drugs and they are not focused, they have to take drugs to be focused now. <laughs> it's like drugs, either way they're taking drugs. So there's a big black market for uh, all these drugs that focus a person's minds, for ADD. Black market, big black market. Amazing. So uh, we want to focus. We have to learn to focus. But a person can have to be focused. And the answer is by thinking, living in the present. If you live in the present, you're focused. If your mind is thinking about the past, you're not focused. If you're thinking about the future, you're not focused. By living in the present, we have to live in the present and think about every second now. What am I doing now? What is my thoughts now? My thoughts positive now? Are my, is my speech positive now? Is my actions positive now? And the relationships with other people are based if both of you are in the present. If you're living in the present, then you're both focused on each other. If you're not living in the present, not focused on each other. Amazing. Amazing. Because we think about the past. It's not focused on the present. How can I focus on my conversation with you when I'm thinking about the past? How can I focus on my love for you, my spouse, whatever, if I'm not focused on the past? That's the dangers of marrying someone with a previous relationship. Because maybe they're thinking about someone else when they're having, you know, they're with you. Yeah. So it's uh, the person living in the past. And you're living with them. So to be totally in the present moment means you can look at whatever you see without judgment. You just see and then you see even deeper. Suddenly what is foreground, what is background can keep changing. It's like an artist or a photographer. What's in the foreground, what's in the background? So the background is the past. The person is focusing on the past. They're looking at the background, they're looking at the foreground, looking at what's in front of them right now. Right? So you're looking at the past, you're not focusing on the present. So you're looking at the background, not the foreground. And vice versa, you look at the future, looking at something in front of the foreground. So might see in a way that you never saw things before. By focusing on the present, a person will see in a way they never saw things before. And that brings out one's creativity. That brings out a feeling of oneness with the scene and ultimately with the entire universe. That's an amazing concept. We're not even focusing on the universe around us. People are so caught up in their thoughts, right? They don't even think about what's going around them, what the day, the scenery, the, the trees, the grass. The, you know, you can just walk by without even thinking because the person is so engrossed in their thoughts. Amazing. So I saw a beautiful idea. This is a very important Musar idea. I think it's Rabbi Shal Salanta says. He says, a person's thoughts, that's called a private domain. Your thoughts are your private domain. Your face, your countenance is a public domain. It's a very interesting idea. Because what you, how you show, what kind of feelings you're showing in your face, that's what people see you. That's a public domain. So your face is going to be attuned to the public. <laughs> it's very hard, right? Especially people in the public eye. Your face is always going to be smiling. It's going to be happy. Why? Because people look at you. So your face is serious and, and frowning and sad and miserable. Then people are going to say, that's what the person is feeling. Maybe he's not feeling. That's his face. So that's all they can see, and that's how they judge people. So your face is the public domain. It's like the sign on the store, right? Imagine your face is a sign on the store. What kind of goods do you have in your store? Amazing. It's, it's an amazing concept. What a brilliant concept. It's so obvious. It's staring us in the face, literally. <laughs> so we have to put that front. That's your store. That's your st- what are you offering? What do you offer people? So the person has a smile on their face, offering joy. That's what people like. People run. People go to that person. Um, how does a person build up their ability to focus on the present? So he gives a little tip. And the tip is, keep repeating. Let's all say it together. Now I am aware. 
Okay, we're going to say a few times, not just once. Now I'm aware. Very good. We're all aware. We're all aware. Now I'm aware. So every time you, you start seeing things, I say, now I'm aware. Wow. This, this wall, I've never, I've never looked at it before. Oh, it's cream. Now I'm aware of it. The picture over there. Wow, that, there's a clock over there. Now I'm aware. We never notice things. It's amazing. Sometimes you drive on the, on the highway... And you never really notice things around you because you're, I'm, I'm focused just on getting to the destination. That's it. So you don't, you don't notice things around you. And someone else in the car might say, hey, do you notice that? No, I never noticed that before. And no, I even passed that. I pass it every day, but I never noticed it. So being aware is living in the present. We have to try and live in the present and not focus on the past because then we're not living in the present. We're wasting today's present. We're waiting the present. The present time is being wasted by thinking of the past. Planning. <laughs> planning for the future is good, but worrying about the future is not good because it's not positive. Planning, if you can plan, you know, we're limited to how much we can plan. You can plan and plan and hope and pray, but only God knows the plan's going to come out. Adam Rebbe Enayim, Hashem Rebbe Levav, God, we see with our eyes, God sees the heart. We can only see the externals. We don't know what's going on, really. We just see and we think and we hope. And, uh, right, man plans and God laughs. Right, man plans and God laughs. We plan. You can plan as much as you want. Hashem says, yeah, you want to plan? Sometimes it's better not to plan. Plans don't come out. It's tragic. So, yes, we've got to do what we can do. Humanly possible It's called what we can do, whatever is humanly possible. We do a hishtadlut. We try our best. And the rest is in God's hands. So what you're saying basically is the present is what counts. Present is what counts. You past, can forget about past, past. do teshuva and move on. Do teshuva and move on. That's what teshuva is for. Teshuva and move on. But don't just keep harping and harping and harping. And learn from it. And learn from it. Excellent. That's why you're in the front row. <laughs> you learn from the past. We have to learn from the past. Choice. That's right. We have to learn from the past. We have to learn from the past. So the past has a has a, has a mission as well. The mission of the past is to learn from it. Very important. Mm-hmm. So, but has made a mistake. So next time they learn. Hopefully, learn from the mistake. And this way, we'll be smarter the next time. You get to do a different mistake next time. We've got to be positive. Okay. That's a positive. <laughs> so, <laughs> chapter 29. Can you find lost time? I once met a person. This is a story this is Rabbi Pliskin saying, not me. I met a person who was very agitated. I said, why are you so agitated? He said, I feel bad because I, lo- I lost so much time. I spent so much time, wasted so much time. I lost time. I feel so bad about it. He says, listen, he said, if you feel bad about that, you're going to lose more time. Right. You're worrying about it, right? <laughs> it's terrible. The more time you spend on worrying about lost time, the more time you lose in the present. So he said, listen, the good answer, he said, nice Jewish answer. But if I don't worry about it, that means I don't really appreciate my time. <laughs> no, it's the opposite. Right, Pliskin says, it's the opposite. The more you spend worrying about the lost time, the more time you're losing in the present. By not being upset of your lost time, you're showing you really care about your time. Because I'm not wasting my time thinking about lost time, which I'm wasting more time thinking about lost time. Some people are just caught in that. They waste so much time, they just can't get back on track because they're worried about the lost. They're thinking about the past, past, past. They can't move on with their lives. Move on with your life. Close the book. Turn the page. Turn the page. Move on. Yeah, I'll never forget. I was giving a, a, a talk once. I can't remember what it was a Shabbat. And this lady walked in. I never saw her before. 
and uh, I was talking about how we can move on with our lives, we can change, and we can close the page on the past. And she said, Rabbi, you must have known me, and this talk was just for me. And I did her second wedding. Her, her husband just passed away. I did her second wedding. So she moved on with her life, and she took the lesson, and she moved on. Listen, she was mourning for her husband, died, he had a sickness, and she moved on. And she's very happy now. She's very, very happy. So the more we harp, the more we harp, the more we harp, we can't bring it back. We can't, you can never bring back the past. We can never bring back what a person had. What he can do is just move on and make it again. And that's what we have to do. That's, that's what Jews did. Look, how the survivors of the Holocaust, how do they get back with their lives? And the answer is they had to close the page. Not forget entirely. No one can forget. No one can forget entirely. But move on and have a move on. Anyway, so the more we harp on the past, the more we spend worrying about the lost time, the more time we spend losing in the present. <laughs> so he says, so the answer he says, this is another Jewish answer. Because of what you just said, it means I should now be upset and feel guilty about the time I lost while being upset about the time I already lost. <laughs> That's a Jewish answer. So every time I feel upset about the time I lost, now I'm upset about that time that I spent feeling bad about the time. But that just means you're losing more time. Are you telling me that each time I lose more time worrying about the time I already lost, I should keep adding those guilty feelings to the feelings I already feel? But we do so well at feeling guilty. Yeah. But it's good. Guilt is good. But the trip is the important part. How to change. If person just wallows in guilt, that's bad. There's no mitzvah to wallow in guilt. The mitzvah is to move on and change and be better. That's what a person has to do. So the guilt is just the vidui and then the move on. That's it. How long does it take to say vidui? Don't take long. No, I pleaded. Stop being upset about your lost time. <laughs> the time you spend on this keeps adding to the amount of time you lose. I see that you are right, and this makes me feel worse. <laughs> Do you feel good or bad when you keep up this pattern? I feel awful. And how would you like to feel? I'd like to feel happy, like everyone else would. Since the more time you upset about lost time, means the more time you experience distress and unhappiness, it makes sense to stop this pattern and change it now. But why should I change it? <laughs> it's right to feel bad about lost time. Since lost time is lost forever, can never be regained. Since the pattern wasn't working, I decided to leave the form of dialogue. In its place, I said something that he found funny. He smiled and laughed. Do you enjoy laughing? Said, yeah, of course. Everyone loves. What else have you found funny? As he began answering this question, his face glowed and he kept laughing. After he did this for 10 minutes, I said to him, Do you realize you have laughed for the last 10 minutes? If you keep replaying this and keep on laughing each time, you'll be able to create so much humor and laughter in your brain that your endorphins levels can rise whenever you wish it to. Okay, so that's... Uh, we have to just change track sometimes. We have to flip the channel. The person's going to realize their, their mind is like a... It's better than the best television set. It's better than the best satellite dish. It has more channels in the brain than there are anywhere else. The person can flip the channels. And it's a very big technique. When a person's thinking in a certain direction to flip the channel. And that's how you see children, right? Children are fighting. All of a sudden, you, you ask them a question out of nowhere... And you sidetrack them, and they forget about what they were doing before, and they're totally different people. Totally different people. And we can do that to ourselves. We have to, it's a gift. We have to learn how to maintain that. And that's exactly how we sidetrack this person completely. So what I saw was his brain, like everyone else's, really has a choice. We can stop with the obsessive loops if we want to. We have to stop. We have to get out the rut. We have to get out those obsessive, wasteful 
loops, negative loops, wasting more and more time, and we can make enjoyable loops in our brain. Think of positive thoughts. Enjoyable loops in our brain. It's interesting because thoughts are so powerful. We create with our thoughts. It's so, such a powerful thing. It's all in the mind. We're creating with our thoughts. So a person has positive thoughts. Less we worry about things, the better. The truth is, less we worry about it, because by worrying, we're creating those negative things. So we have to think about positive things. And this way, thinking ability will be enhanced, and we can make the best use of our time in the present. But by focusing on the negatives, we're not going to best make the best things make make the best use of the present. So it's easy, it's much easier to make distressful loops. You don't have to exert yourself to be distressed. It's interesting. You have to exert yourself the opposite. Natural tendency is to be depressed. Why? Because our bodies are made from earth, made from matter. It pulls us down. It pulls us down. Some people naturally are very happy. That's a gift. That's a real gift. But naturally, a person is made of earth with Homer. Chomer is from the word Chomer, is from uh, Chemar, which is uh, materialism. We're materialistic. Our bodies are materialistic. So which pattern will we choose? We have to choose the pattern, a positive pattern, not wasting our time, not thinking about distressing thoughts, not living in guilt, not wallowing in the guilt, not choosing to suffer. Choose joyous and enjoyable patterns for your brain, and your brain will repay you in kind and supply you with an unending series of enjoyable thoughts. So that's a very important question we have to ask ourselves all the time. What is the best use of my time right now? What can I do with my time right now? And that's the question we have to be asking ourselves all the time. What is the best use I can make of my time right now? And all of a sudden we'll find we have, we have more time than we thought we had. What is the best use I can make of my time? Um, I know people who spend their time volunteering for different things. And if they're not doing this, they're volunteering for this. And if it's amazing how much they can do, how much they can accomplish. <coughs> it's amazing what a person can accomplish if they really want to accomplish. And if they want to spend their time wisely and, and helping other people, amazing what they can do. The so, truth is that certain people are positive people. 100%. And some people are negative You're right, people. but you know what? And no matter what happens, no, they see the no, good in it, no. or they see the bad in it. No, but the truth is we all have free choice, and that's what we have to work on. You know, one person, you fall down, and Baruch Hashem, you didn't do big damage. They'll say, ah, Baruch Hashem. Another person says, oh, my God. Yes, of course. Of course. It always happens to me. What? So that's a free will decision. That's a free will decision. What we're talking about, exactly what we're talking about. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.